Hello out there world, welcome to yet another episode of Wheel Bite, episode 2 of season 3. This week we have an episode we are super stoked on. We got to sit down with Rob Collinson and Sean Sanford, two of the top dogs over at Low Card Magazine. If you skate, you definitely know what Low Card is, or at least have an idea of what Low Card is. They are the magazine for the people, by the people, as far as skating is concerned. They're really known for having great covers that are at very unique spots and showcasing the smaller scenes in the country, like places in Colorado, and then uh, they got mad love for Detroit, Maine, because Rob is from Maine and the MAG hosts an event out there every summer. Low Card is definitely something we should all be very grateful to have here in 2019 in the grand scheme of skateboarding since a lot of magazines are going under and Low Card still manages to be pumping out issues and doing what they care about and it takes a lot of dedication and passion to do what they do. So we got to talk with the guys about what we think of the industry and how we feel about their publication and why they do the things they do. So without further ado, here it is, episode two, season three. Stay lame. Welcome to San Francisco. I feel like I feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow. East Coast powerhouse. I especially like the flip of the board. What's up, y'all? Welcome to yet another episode of Wheel Bite Podcast. I'm host one of two, Theodore Mater, and with me as always is... Jay Green here. What's up, everybody? And today we are recording from a very special spot today, the Low Card Warehouse out in, I don't know, is this the dog patch or is this, yeah, dog patch. this is considered the dog patch still? Yeah. Cool. We are in the dog patch of San Francisco at Low Card headquarters. And right in front of me is all their gear and a sweet ass ramp that I would classify as a good sized ramp, not a mini ramp because it's taller than myself. And we are here with two of Low Card's top dudes. Want to introduce yourself, guys? Yeah, I'm uh, Rob Collinson. I uh, started um, Low Card back in 2003. And I'm Sean Sanford. I've been working here for like fuck, 10, 10 years now or something like that. A little longer. A little longer. 12 years, 11 years. And I do, I do sales and I write for the magazine. Well, yeah, and I'm sure anyone listening to this will know that Low Card is like probably one of the best mags that's still out there and kicking um it's good to have mags that are still in it for all the right reasons and i certainly feel that low card is one of those mags and uh to kick things off like just want to talk about one of like what makes low card so great and special and i mean for me i always love like you guys have great covers like straight up you always have a really good cover of 
not the spot that everybody like has seen a thousand times like it's not El Toro or fucking the China Banks or like some spot that's just been seen a million times it's always somewhere a little more special and it's someone who might not be the biggest name in skating but they're doing something dope and I think you know having covers like that really allows you guys to stand out uh, so something for me that's always kept my eye on low card and kind of just been a fan of the mag and the whole movement you guys have always had going is just like uh, it's kind of like this thing we're trying to push with wheel bite is like kind of a almost like a anti-industry or or just like a different perspective more carefree and able to poke fun and um just not so serious and and caught up in in industry standards and bullshit the different content that you guys have always provided is it's uh it's fresh and it's it's cool to see it's different from flipping through we all know the big name mags up and seeing the same spot over and over the same locations over and over um and just you know just kind of the the ability to to laugh at the industry and poke fun at everything and um not take everything too serious yeah i feel it i mean that's basically kind of of how we uh kind of got going uh, my whole life i've always not my whole life but most of my life my father always um kind of um, pushed me towards photography and you know I, I took a couple classes here and there but I was never a gr the best photographer but then I realized I never really wanted to be the best photographer I like just taking kind of like it kind of takes away from the session I feel like especially with myself if I'm skating if I'm trying to set up flashes and things like that if, I, if I'm able to just pull out a camera and snap do a point and shoot and, and whatnot that that's what I really like to do and then you know, a lot of these cover photos and whatnot, we have, we have a photographer with us mm. and whatnot. But basically what my point is, is that a lot of these the spots you're talking about where it's kind of, you know, kind of a different spot, spot that not everyone's like been skating and stuff. Because it's a lot of it is literally like stuff we find on the side of the road or on trips. And like the last cover um, issue uh, 66 with Elijah on the cover, we were on a trip to New Mexico and I was in Gallup, New Mexico, and we just saw this sculpture. I was like, man, is that skatable? And then we went over there. It was really hard to skate, but um, that's what made it super rad. It was like this big, like kind of um, looked like a Hot Wheels track. Mm -hmm. But it, and, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and he was doing a, he ended up doing a bowling. Since it's, a lot of it's about like the moment and the spot and just like the vibe or whatever from the trip you're on or, or the, 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 the session itself. Right. So totally. And that's kind of the bottom line is that like, we're all just skaters who right. work here and that's, yep. and that, and, and we obviously like, don't like, we never forget that. And like we're, when we're on trips, we'll be like, look at that spot. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's so sick. Like I'd be soaked if I saw that in a mag. Mm -hmm. And so let's take a photo of it. And like, people definitely respond to that right? because I feel that people reading low card recognize that it's just like, it could have been, it could have been them who, mm -hmm. who, you know what I mean? Like, we sure as hell don't need any more Hollywood High covers. <laughs> in our life. I mean, it's cool, you know, whatever. It's cool and it's gnarly and all, but like, come I mean, on. much respect to the spots like that, but yeah, like it, stuff like that. It's like, you know, oh, somebody did this trick, then somebody did that trick. I mean, which is really rad, and I respect that type of skating also. But at the same time, yeah, it's 
you, you kind of, uh, it's nice to get surprised on, with photos and whatnot. I feel it can be overwhelming too. And sometimes it just doesn't even make you want to skate. You're like, wow, that's so cool. Exactly. I would never be able to do that in my entire life. But like, that's why like a lot of the stuff you guys put in your mag is like, oh, that's like a spot I could totally see myself having tons of fun at for hours like mm. and then what was it's relatable right yeah. yeah what was that trick that he was doing too on issue 66 was that was uh, that was a boneless yeah it was a bean plant yeah like God. that's awesome man like yeah. yeah that spot probably was super hard to skate and like a bean plant is like a great trick to be able to like okay i can probably pop one of yeah. these off real fast yeah. and <laughs> we can get something good and yeah. i'm all about that style of skating and coverage and everything like that and I mean, that is ultimately what I think makes low card so freaking special. Moving back a little bit, um, how did low card itself get started? And like, I know you guys each touched upon briefly about how long you'd been here and been working for the mag and whatnot, but how did the mag get started and how did each of you get started working with the mag? So basically, like I started the mag back in... 2003 um, basically like I said I've I'd always been taking photos and and so I just had a lot of uh, and I've done a couple of zines here and there I did one in my first zine I ever did was called Broken Bolts in high school I made like two copies <laughs> you know and because I've always been obsessed with magazines too especially from my time era uh, growing up there was no internet and that whatnot mm-hmm. so you just would just go look through mags and just get obsessed with mags and articles and everything but anyways um so i just be skating and snapping photos and i've made zines here and there and then basically around 2003 i was just like man i got some pretty good photos i want to start a zine and then i was just trying to figure out a a name and i was just trying to f- figure out you know whatever just the simple things like the name and some other stuff and then at the time, I lived in San Francisco, and I was buying these scratch tickets called High Card, and you know the lottery tickets, and every and, and your spo- your hand was supposed to beat the dealer, right? And then every time you'd get the low card, they'd have like you know they'd have the, <laughs> the ace of spades, and you'd get like the two of clubs or two of diamonds. I'm like, fuck, you might as well just call this low card. <laughs> and then like right then, like a flash went over my head. Yeah, like, dude, 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 winner, winner, winner. That's that's just like it, a fucking cartoon. Yeah, man. like the light bulb just goes off. <laughs> There's nothing like a little gambling to to really uh, bring you down. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so anyway, so I was like, low card. That's a perfect name. It kind of like embodies like you know i think at the time at the time too like there was a lot more money in skating and all these guys were going on these big trips and getting hotels and whatnot mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and i mean shit since high school i mean sean can relate to this too like we'd always be like scrounged for gas money sleeping outside like sometimes not even with tents like sleeping in our cars like and that kind of and the name low card i think kind of embodies that that vibe and in in getting by you know on the low card but uh I started in in 2003 as a as a zine on paper, you know, just Xerox, taping the photos on the paper, writing like busting my friends' balls and whatever, writing funny stuff and just like be like, you know, just trying to write kind of funny articles and whatnot. And then um, and then you know, fast forward. Uh, eventually, you know, I met my 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 wife, who's obviously just my girlfriend at the time, but her sister worked at a print at a print place, and we we're able to go glossy, start getting ads, and such and so forth. And it's actually on a trip 
we came when Sean used to live in Grass Valley, and there's a whole awesome skate scene in Grass Valley. But anyways, we went through there on our trip towards Reno. We stayed a couple nights because we had friend friends there that we stayed with, and Sean ended up hanging out and skating with us, and got hyped on low card. And um, then we went, and then and then Sean, you can take it from here. When he moved to San Francisco, he kind of approached me about working for us. Yeah, totally. Like I was stuck. Like, Pretty much my first thought, or one of my first thoughts when I moved to the city was I was like, fuck, do you think I could work for a low card like that Mag Rules? And I always loved it when I worked at Good Times in Grass Valley when when Rob and those guys first came in. I was like, feels like a real Mag, but it's just a zine or whatever. Like, And I could see that they're really, really doing things. And I was like, fuck, that'd be so sick to work at low card. I see that they have the, the shirt folder position in the masthead. <laughs> like, oh man, I wonder if, Rob, if I could do that. Like, like I think I, I could, I could maybe do that. And I have also, I've also, I've also always written stories and I would make, um, I'd write fiction. And my dream was always to write for a skateboard magazine, write fiction for a magazine. Mm. Cause I never really saw fiction in skate mags. <clears throat> and so I wanted to sort of like get my foot in the door that way of low card and uh and yeah so i hit up rob and was just like hey like like do you need like a an intern or whatever like mm-hmm. i'd be super stoked to do it and the timing was just was just perfect because because they needed they needed a shirt folder at that time because the bot had been doing it and then he and then he was not really able to to do it as much and so so yeah rob was like yeah come in like as soon as you can we'll fucking do this are you guys were you working out of home at this point yeah still? so so basically, the evolution was we started, you know, we're doing out of our, my wife and I were doing out of our apartment, obviously, then we moved, we moved a few different apartments through the years, but then we moved into a, like three blocks on 22nd in Tennessee, mm. there was these live loft places, which back then was reasonable. Uh, yeah. It was like, we had this awesome, imagine. huge place with 30 foot high ceilings and it was only like 1800 bucks a month. So like half of it was the business, you know, and then half of it was just our live space or whatnot. So we're doing out of there. And then like we started out growing that like the t-shirt boxes were just piling just, you know, the magazines, whatever. It was just getting a little overwhelming. Then we're like, all right, I think we could afford to do get a warehouse. My wife, Ray, was looking around and she found the place we're in now. So we've been in this building for about a decade. Wow. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've been here for a little while. Even while this neighborhood is like changing dramatically, too. (laughs) That's yeah, good well, the, so good, the, good, the good thing about this place is that a lot of businesses just use it as a stepping stone because you can find cheaper places, you know, so it's always kind of kept our rent pretty good. Uh, so, so like a lot of business, we, I think what the, the, the people who own the building like about us is that we've been consistent for 10 years. You know, I mean, where a lot of places people will move in and then they'll be like, oh, I found a good place out in San Leandro for half the price, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. But then who wants to go and run a business like that out of San Leandro? Yeah, like, I mean, but if you're looking financially, it, you know, yeah. I, I get, you know, it makes sense. But yeah, but luckily for us, like they treat us pretty fairly here. So, so we've talked about what makes low card special to us personally uh, a bit. Um, but, you know, why, why is low card so different and special compared to the other magazines? Like I know we kind of, yeah, like I said, we kind of touched upon this already, but I'd love to just dig deeper into that hole. Well, like you said, like you, like um, I think what a lot of people like about it is they feel like they they can relate to it. But not only, but not only that is like we let you be a part of it. You know, like people send us articles and whatnot, and a lot of the shops we are involved with will like 
we'll be involved with them with you'll you'll see your friends in there all the time or your crew or whatever like we're not you know we don't we don't always necessarily need you know the next best skater it just can just be someone who's ripping and putting their heart into it and mm-hmm. we're down you know if you, you know if you want to touch upon that sean yeah i mean like like one thing one thing that i really like i've always appreciated about low card and made me really proud to to be part of it because i remember when i was working here like when i was first just folding shirts on on power thursdays <laughs> and fucking uh and uh and rob was like because i'd always kind of like slip my zines of short stories around the around the warehouse just being like check it out you know read it if you got a chance there's no skating or whatever but fucking you know like i write these and rob one day was like he was like dude do you want to like write stories for the magazine i was like really and he was like, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have something different in the magazine and something like a little bit more written content and just something that you might not see in other magazines. And that's one thing that I've always appreciated about Low Card is that it sort of and, and as someone who contributes to the magazine, it also gives me sort of, I mean, more or less free reign to be like, this would be cool to do like a fucking like a video review but it's like written like it's a fucking british baby and and it's like written you know or whatever <laughs> and a true story but um but and rob's always done he's like yeah whatever just fucking put it in there and, and it'll be cool and like and when people send us stuff like a lot of times it'll be stuff that may or may not be scoffed at by like quote unquote like real mag or list like a, one, some of the more high-end magazines be it in skateboarding or in any genre of magazine. Right. people be like what the fuck is this but like we're always just like if it looks cool and, and especially like just different and someone did it, did a good job with it and has good photos and stuff and it relates to something that like is just something real and something real about skateboarding, then we're fucking always more than happy to, to run it. That seems to be like how you guys have kind of created like that lighthearted approach to it. it seems to be like what has really kept you guys going and thriving as opposed to like it's interesting for me to hear like you bring up like a major magazine or whatever you know the rest in peace all the fallen um skate magazines (laughs) that have come and gone but and you guys have kind of been able to maintain for a good while now it's interesting just for me to hear that and like almost you know exactly what uh what they would scoff at as has been what's kept you guys relevant and kind of with like a cult following almost. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the biggest things too, that allows you guys to stand the test of all this time is the mag is free, like for the most part, you know, and you throw it in when people order gear, which is like, it's a great way to get it out there. And I mean, I feel any, especially in skating, everyone will pick up something that's free, right? Like whether it be a shirt or board or whatever, like skaters are always uh, low ball in their budgets as Mm -hmm. best they can. So (laughs) with it being free though, like I wanted to ask about the pros and cons of like what comes with that. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of each. You can buy the mag, you know, online or from, I'm sure there's a, so other places that sell it to you or, you know, a lot, or um, you can subscribe, which costs a little money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Having a print magazine, if anyone had, you know, anyone who's in the industry or has done it knows it's, it's a very hard, very hard um, thing to maintain. Um, print is very expensive, um, but... 
you know, it's something I've always believed in and I've, and you know, even oh, the whole online started and then mag switched to online only and mm-hmm. da, da, da. And I always, and people like, you should just put your mag online. I was like, yeah, but then there's nothing special about a print magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing special about it. Now you can just go online and flip through and, and who wants to go online? I mean, it's like a lot of the platforms now like Instagram and Facebook and all that. That's what people do. They'll look at a picture, you'll, you'll see a picture, but then you'll forget about it and it's you gone. Know, two hours yeah, later. Totally. So and I've always believed in my head like a few things a like preserving you know preserving the photo and b like what are you gonna do like you know another thing is like everything can't everything's not can be online i mean it can i guess but like i believe in the skate shop i believe in like oh you go into a skate shop and what are you gonna do look at a computer screen you know what i mean like you want to go in and pick something up and look through it which i've seen yeah i've seen shop dudes standing behind there with like a crowd behind him just like staring at a fucking screen exactly let's watch this new edit so that's a a real thing but but (laughs) the 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 best thing about a skate shop is actually be able to grab product, right. look at product, buy product, sit down, sit down, hang out, with, hang out with your buddies, flip through a magazine, <laughs> yeah. talk shit, yeah. and you take the you take you take magazines away from a shop, then you're gonna have one less aspect of the shop. You oh, know what I mean? Sure. Especially you know with low card, we try to include a lot of the shops. So that's another topic you can get to when a shop gets the issue. You know what I mean? It's just. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of importance about actually having a physical magazine in the skate shop, and how our culture has even developed to this spot. I guess. Yes. You know, it's like that. That's like a huge, huge part of it. I think um, that's kind of one of the most recurring themes on this show is that we talk about how like the internet uh, has just ruined so much physical media, and how like the two of us are just so stuck in this era of like getting physical media is cool. Like yeah, I, totally. I don't understand like how at any point it wouldn't be like, even now you look at m- music uh, and how vinyl sales right now are like fucking insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane how much vinyl costs and how many people are into it and how so many artists like that's the only way they make any money when they're on tours they sell records or they sell t-shirts yeah but is like it, um yeah not to cut you off is it at the shop up to the shop's discretion discretion to charge for it because usually i see it for free i feel mm-hmm. like in the shops yeah yeah so usually what we do with the shops is like you know whatever whenever they do an order we'll you know, we'll throw you know x amount of mags in for free. Uh-huh. But you know, a shop on the East Coast has to has to pay shipping right. to the East Coast. So we're like, you know, if you if you need to sell them for a dollar or two, Double do it. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like cover your shipping, do whatever you need to do to make make that work. From here, we try to make it as as cheap as possible and 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 whatnot for people and places to get it. But you know. People got to do what they got to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Another thing that I've heard a lot of shops say, which I think is a great idea, is they say, like, you get the mag free upon purchase of something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think is cool because they're like, they're like, you know, to encourage people, encourages Uh people to buy. Instead of as, as we all know, like, like when I worked at Good Times, like every day there's just like, like swarms of kids coming to be like, what's free? Thanks. And then 
and then they're out of there. You know what yeah. I mean? Or whatever. It's like, dude, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> like, that doesn't count as support. Yeah. yeah. Shop's got to keep the lights on and pay their employees and just like any other business. So, yeah. Can't blame them for whatever they, you know, whatever they got to do. Which is really cool that you guys are kind of feeding into that because it's like, you know, a big part of this, why we're doing this today is about print being dead or dying, you know? And, uh, you know, I mean, the local skate shop has been under attack for a while now too, with mm-hmm. like with the industry giants and so on and so forth. Um, we'll get more into the merch stuff in a little bit, but uh, do you guys, how do you guys approach the shops? Or do you guys like kind of pick out like like-minded shops or like just from old connections? Are you willing to kind of entertain anyone who wants to place an order? It- it's basically a little bit of everything. Like, um, you know, a lot of time, a lot of times some people are like, you should hit this shop up. This guy's, these guys are cool and, and whatnot. And we'll hit them up or like, we'll find a shop, like give them a call, just see what the vibe is. Just be mm-hmm. like, Hey, what's up, man? This is Robert Lokar. What's up? And if they're like, Oh, cool. What's up, man? I've been wanting to talk to you guys. Or, or if it's like, who, what? We don't, we don't, right. we don't like, want magazines, you know, there's yeah. just, <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of it too is from like being on the road and just stopping in places too, like, checking places out like we try to just get it out there as much as we can so you know and and, and uh so it's all good um i don't i don't want to say that like we you know we're too we, we mostly just call a lot of like you know like uh mom and pop t- style stores and so mm-hmm. there's a you know there's a few a few bigger guys that get us like skate warehouse and a few, a few other big guys but oh cool yeah but, but um nothing too crazy not sending stuff to zoomies or anything like that (laughs) i still can't even believe like it's so weird to me that the closest skate shop to embarcadero is zoomies like geographically speaking what in In san francisco no yeah there's one on powell street oh shit i didn't even know that existed yeah it's it's such a bummer. I've had to go in there a few times, and it's like, I feel like I'm suffocating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just <sighs> I'm dancing with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like any, I mean, that whole area, Powell Street, Westfield Mall, all that shit, like, can be overwhelming, especially for a yeah. person like me, like, just too much consumerism. It's, it's like, trap. Uh, what's the line in Repo Man? Ordinary fucking people. going back to you know you said you call and work with a lot of mom and pop shops which is great and i also feel that in general like the people that are in the mag too like that's sort of the ethos i feel of low car like it's about the working class skaters and the working class people in the scene it's not like yeah this is an article about the Nike trip where everyone's fucking we're eating sushi every night and, and fucking staying at the Hilton in sweets. Like, hey, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Though. I mean, nobody, nobody <laughs> would be opposed to that. <laughs> nobody no, no. would be. But, Nike, are you listening? Are you, do you yeah. listen to Wheelbite? But um, I mean, that's always been my favorite thing is that you you guys focus on skaters doing it for the love as opposed to the big sponsored pros. But at the same time, I feel like there's room for overlap right there because like 
what does that even mean anymore? So, right. I always, the, my whole theory is I think I think if I ever if we ever which we've been what around for set for sixteen years about so so I mean so obviously I don't I don't think uh, we're gonna be an overnight sensation where we have all this money but uh, but if we did have the money all that would mean to me was ju- would just be getting being on the road more and doing more stuff with more shops you know what I mean like yeah. if like. Like if we did like had something where it was like, oh, you know, X, this company wants to give you money to go on this trip. I think I wouldn't I would think that'd be rad. But I'd, all, I'd instead of like staying in high end motel, hotels, I would just make it a, a bigger, longer trip and mm-hmm. go, go see more people and do more events rather than just like, like, oh, let's go on a weekend trip where we're spending, you know, 10 grand and just like just treating ourselves it's like it's never been about that if i had the money i would just do a longer trip and you stoke out try to like stoke out more people try to go like go to the shops that no one goes to and and and, and bring a good crew and go barbecue and have a parking lot jam you know and just okay. like you know what i mean well something i wanted to bring up too about like the skaters that you guys do focus on like you brought up that like elijah was on the cover and like I don't even feel like the whole world necessarily knows who he is, but he's also like super internet famous, like bombing the crazy fucking hills all the time. And like, even looking at someone like peace Bliff who like rest in peace, you know, he, before he was getting all this massive coverage with the GX crew, like he was, already like doing really big and crazy shit and like getting like coverage from folks like you guys for it so at this point like where even or is there even a line between like the skaters like just killing it out there for the love or the dudes who are like backed by some massive company like i feel it's such a thin line at this point way thinner than it was say like fucking 15 20 years ago yeah for sure and the way the way i feel about all that is like you know you can't hate on the guy who wants who wants to get paid, you know who's getting paid and and still doing what they love i think i think that's fine if that's 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 the route they want to do you know do that's all good but you know usually the people who who kind of come around and we hang out with or or whatnot or or just do an every you know more like an everyday guy that just has a job but has a really big passion for skating you know what i mean and i'm not saying the people who make the money don't have a passion for skating it's just you know a lot of, a lot of the times it's just like i don't know why it is but like i guess like like minds come together maybe mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you just find yourselves at the same places as like elijah or pablo or any of those dudes, that whole crew, like their whole crew is rad. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on with their names, Zane, Timson, Adam, mm-hmm. like all the Western world guys, all those guys, that whole crew is really rad. And I, those are some of my favorite dudes to travel with. And, you know, and when you think, and then I think that's what, why you also see those type, those guys in low card or on, on the low card videos or whatnot is because when I think of a trip, there's certain people I think of and it's people that, can get in the car, not complain, get wrecked, get wasted, and have a smile on their face. You know what I mean? And just like power through and just have, just like do it because you love it. You mm-hmm. know? So that's probably why you see, you know, that type of an association of a person in, in or on low card videos or in the mag and whatnot. And also the fact is that like 
people like skaters pick up a skate mag for inspiration. I mean, you know, for a lot of reasons, but but primarily it's for inspiration. You just yeah, get pumped absolutely. on skating. And what's seldom, I guess, what's seldom like vocally recognized in a lot of industries is that there's incredible, incredible skating going on everywhere. And it's not always covered, but you know what I mean. Like, like if you if you look for it, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's what we're always looking for. Like, we'll tell our shops, like, we'll be like, fucking, like, send me send me a clip of like an unknown ripper in your town, and I'll watch it. And, it'll, and they'll be skating something totally weird and totally rad, and doing a trick that isn't just like a fucking like tray flip flip slide down a seven stair handrail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the kind of thing that that when you see that, it's just I don't know. It just makes you want to go skate. Well, that's what I love about like getting out into other parts of the country and seeing that's what I was, we were talking about earlier with how a lot of the spots are like, Oh, that looks fun. Like I would love to just stop there and skate that. And like the further you get away from places like California and New York city, like the spots get weirder and crustier and like growing (laughs) up in Massachusetts, like we only had a couple spots that were, tangible to skate like it was like oh this is the one set of stairs and the one manual pad we get in this town and you had to find ways to like be creative and it's good to have a magazine that even promotes that ideology as opposed to just like yeah 360 flip lip slide down giant handrail (laughs) (laughs) well that's the same like where i grew up in grass valley was the same where it was just like we all before the skate park got built right after i graduated high school so when I grew up, the closest skate park was was uh, Scuba in Yuba City, which I love. That's such a fucking great park, but it was still, you know, like you had to drive to it or get your parents to drive to you or whatever. And so I grew up just skating all these just the raddest spots. They're so sick where you have no option but to get creative on it. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why guys from my hometown who grew up skating in my hometown, like Hansi Driscoll and Chris Sin and John Cardiel, like that's why they can fucking skate anything. Everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so rad. Man, those three names you you named too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty heavy, man. And dude, I could like I could I could sit here forever just naming off people that like no one even knows who they are, but it's like, dude, and they're just the sickest, just like, I don't know, just the most incredible people and skaters. Like, period. It's so sick. I love it. I feel very lucky to have grown up in Grass Valley. With the current climate of the internet and the Instagram fuckery, just the the onslaught of just footage and new skaters and unknown skaters and known skaters and just how everything has been unfolding. Um, and like we're saying, you guys tend to focus on kind of more obscure nooks and crannies of the country and uh, maybe not the most known skater. Has that been easier or harder for you guys to... Uh, maybe find these people or places um, with just like the onslaught of everything has it been like okay well there's too much out there and if we entertain this we have to entertain everything or has it been a lot easier because of that too no I think it's it's been easier it's not like I mean you'd be surprised I mean a lot of people hit us up to to you know for stuff but it's not like it's not like overwhelming. No, I think it, it. I think everything pretty much aligns pretty pretty e- easily. Um, de- there's definitely times where I'll get emails or like messages or whatever, and and then like things get buried a little bit. So sometimes, yeah, it can get a little. I guess it can get a little little crazy sometimes, but normally it's not too bad. And we really focus on like 
people that I mean like Detroit man Detroit's rad and, and and we've been there through there a few times and and all those guys are super rad and so like Daniel Stelly's one of the most insane photographers in the world but um, he he'll he's always sending us stuff and like we kind of like picked a few few guys that like kind of you know like Coburn Huff in Colorado he's like Colorado is another insane skate scene that um, that and he's always sending us rad photos and you know it's just there's certain certain people that like you kind of like oh this is kind of our style or this is this is what we you know and they're and then they give you just the same type of energy where they're just hyped on Mocar they're hyped on what we're doing they want to be there you know and they know they know we don't have much of a budget at all and whatnot and they're willing to work with us and those are the type of dudes that you kind of align yourself with and it kind of kind of help makes the editing of everything else easier seems hearing that now it's it makes sense how all the content has rolled out it seems super organic and natural and nothing's forced really yeah that works out it works out well and then like especially like when you go through a scene and and you go skate with everybody and hang out with everybody like everyone gets gets you know they understand like obviously there's a there's kind of a, a vibe we have or whatever but like when we actually go somewhere with a crew then it gets even more instilled mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then people really want to be involved and get involved and they see we're real they you know we're definitely not making a ton of money over here i have a regular job too and and so i have a regular job to pay my bills this is low cards is something that i love and that i want to do because what else am i going to do like just go home to a white picket fence and and be bored. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, hope all the kids like, listening hear that. Out there. Yeah, 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 for yeah, real. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, no not at all. No. And that is like been my goal. Like moving here to like try and do anything in skating. Like got to work a regular job to pay those bills, but don't ever forget what actually makes you happy and gets you excited. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk too with the internet shift and like all the stuff. One thing I feel that you guys are so on point with is the merch. A- anyone wearing a, a low-card shirt or hat like gets reposted on your Instagram, which is fucking great. And like, I love that you guys have some of the best gear. And I actually am now the proud owner of your Christmas sweater tee, <laughs> which got me a lot of comments at work. <laughs> But man, like, has has that helped? Like, as the as the years have gone by and this big shift has happened, like, I feel like the merch has to have helped play a hand in like keeping the ball rolling with you it, guys. It does, yeah. I mean, obviously, like that's like you have to have income come from somewhere, and that's definitely helped pay the rent and whatnot here. Uh, my father, he always like like kind of shocking or different t-shirts and and he'd always have like t-shirt ideas i guess and i never even realized until recently like maybe that's where kind of i got kind of ideas for like making shirts that were funny or whatnot you know what i mean i mean obviously we have like the standard logo shirt and, and whatnot but like yeah we we're always like bouncing ideas off each other's heads about like what would be funny or if you see something cool or funny or like or whatever you just think it's something that might be funny which there's also a thin line there it's like yeah <laughs> you can make like some crazy shirt that no one's gonna buy because it's too too much over the over the top or you can or you know i mean there's definitely there's definitely a, a, a line there but 
But you know, whatever. We've made enough shirts that sat on the shelves because it was too, a little too much. Yeah, yeah. But then we'll do like the Jesus hostage shirt and yeah. like can't keep it in stuff. Well, I mean, even the motto yeah, is flies great. Off the show. Dude, stay lame. Like, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. something I can like. Uh, as being like the skater growing up in my hometown who was the lamest like I can totally vibe with that I'm like yeah this speaks to me on a very spiritual and personal level right here well you guys totally emerged from like and as skateboarding has grown in popularity and we're all old enough to have seen skateboarding and and merchandise and product and marketing and all the bullshit kind of go through whatever to where it is now you guys kind of emerged through the like everyone wears thrasher more people wear thrasher than that don't skate than that do skate now and you guys have kind of emerged out of like this whole market of like look at how marketable skateboarding is and you guys have totally stayed true because like the stay lame thing was like the first thing that like caught me and i was like that's fucking perfect for like the climate and how things are going that's like that's awesome and like being ran out of san francisco you guys have just kind of come out of that it seems you know i guess you never know behind the scenes what's happening but like just staying true to that and that's totally like kept you more than afloat i guess like yeah i would say like none of that's really that controllable i guess like who wears your stuff and whatnot right yeah yeah, but of course of course i think we're so we're just perfectly enough unknown that people aren't the, the typical kid who's looking for the next trendy thing is not going to buy a low card shirt or a hat exactly. you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like where it's got like people buy it or support it or wear it that are like oh man i really like what their deal is or what they do so i want to support it and i want to be a part of it so then that's, that's when they get it you know where where other stuff that kids see and they just they see like you know some superstar or whatever wearing it like somebody that doesn't even skate wearing it and then all of a sudden they want to wear it you mm-hmm. know where, exactly you know and and if one if one day that did happen to loka which i don't think it's going to <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it's kind of you know a little bit out of your control it almost happened remember with sean penn's son had a he was wearing a stay lame shirt right no it was a low oh, card shirt. just a low card shirt it was it, yeah it was in people magazine <laughs> oh, yeah, i don't think that didn't do anything for us but, <laughs> but, uh, but it's still awesome yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah like all these people are hitting us up because in people magazine there's a pit there was a pitch years ago this is probably shit probably close to 10 years ago his kid who's probably who's definitely an adult now but um sean penn's walking with his arm around him and, he, and his kids wearing a, an, a black low card like shirt with a big two of clubs on it in, in people magazine <laughs> i still have it somewhere it's hilarious that's fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> does he skate he probably does he was wearing like bands and shit and this was before like kids a lot of kids were wearing skate stuff that didn't skate uh-huh. yeah, yeah i mean yeah, he probably yeah. he, i think i think they lived they lived in like moran i'm sure the kids yeah no skate yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you don't skate, you're dropping in right yeah. now. You're wearing a low country. You have to. It's already, like, he's already got cool points for just being Sean Penn's kid. You yeah. know? Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't the I used to skate shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all the proof we need. Yeah. So I'm sure the merch and stuff too and like all that stuff helps you guys keep this machine moving forward. But... The thing I, I wanted to like just talk about more than anything is like you guys are staying afloat and still like keeping your own voice, your own little scene at a time where print is like you read about it all the time. And not even just within skating, like 
major newspapers and stuff. The fucking last season of The Wire is all about this too. Like mm. print is just like constantly going under. So I was I really just wanted to get your guys' input and take on keeping this machine going with all that always happening and like always being broadcast. I guess not in the print media, but, yeah, well, but on the news. <laughs> uh, so that's where I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, print is definitely one of the most difficult things to maintain and do. And that we're, we're actually behind like a couple issues because it's really, really hard. But we have one a new issue coming out this week or next, issue uh, 67. But I've always said... I will keep this. I will keep this going until the day. I mean, I'm. I'm not going to claim till the day I die, but I'm going to claim for at least till I retire or whatnot or or what. But it's definitely something that you have to really believe in what you're doing. Really, really want it because a lot of times you you're putting a little bit of your own money into it. A lot of times you're you're. It's it's really 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 hard to do, and. Um, and that's why, and the, a lot of reasons, the reasons play magazines go out of business is because the people behind it want to see profit. You're not, it's really hard to make a profit off a magazine. It really is. Especially in skateboarding, you have to believe in what you're doing. And if you want to do it, you have to, you have to figure out, am I willing to work overtime at my regular job to keep this going? You have, you got to think of, am I willing to like, you know, add a little stress in my life. Yeah, it's a little stressful sometimes, you know. And but at the end of the day, when that mag comes out, it's like it's like running a marathon. Yeah, I've mm -hmm. never ran a marathon, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing it would be like running a marathon. Cross it's, that finish line. It's, baby. it's torturous. <laughs> There's a lot of pain, and you might come in like you know, uh, you know, 999th place, but. You, you make something you believe in. You play, you make something that you have um, a lot of passion behind, and that's what makes it worth it at the end of the day. And and you stoke out a, a lot of people, and that's what makes it worth it at the end of the day to me is just making it and and putting it out there, and um, getting people stoked and keeping that the whole thing going. And this time, have you guys? I'm sure you have, but. Have you, we talked about kind of like the, the way the culture shifted with how we consume content, um, skateboarding content and ads. And have you guys found yourselves having conversations like, okay, well, shit, like we need to get our YouTube views up or we need to, we need to shift uh, to an online platform, like just to even keep our physical afloat. You guys find yourselves in that situation and you're like, like you snap out of it, like, fuck that. Like we can't go that route. Or have you given in a little bit? Yeah, we, I mean, obviously like, like, uh, advertising is what keeps mag, you know, obviously what keeps magazines moving forward and, and video it, like businesses. And, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like anything where you're making a media, you have, you have to have the ads, to fuel the media, the fuel it right. So yeah, obviously we're always looking for you know some some new app. You know we're we're looking for new advertisers, things like that. Um, obviously, um, moving to a to the internet um, more, moving to the website. I I love like especially our trip videos. I really love putting those on there. I love doing video, put you know, and then other 
shops and you know companies videos i love putting them on there too it's a good platform to for people to see do we have meetings where we're like hey we have to you know this is our our number we have to meet for this month no we don't we don't say that Mm -hmm. but like we're always saying like hey it'd be cool if we could get a couple more ads on the website you know that way we could pay for everything a little bit easier instead of having to struggle you know um of course you're always looking for a little extra fuel to make things a little easier mm-hmm. if if you want to you know put it in that type of terms but we're, we're we're not a corporation you know youtube you know views are this number we have to reach this number by you know in two months or else or whatever we don't do that the low cards always grown organically and that's the way we always run it so and you know we'll, we'll talk about like you know like making sure we have enough money for rent and things like that right. but it's not like we're not trying to do anything crazy that's for sure mm-hmm. there's also stuff like like text i think that's part of the reason why we do low res and stuff like that on the, on the website and just have articles like rob said like articles that are just on the website mm-hmm. is because i don't know i know that the magazine isn't really easy for a lot of people out there to get to get their hands on sure like maybe they're maybe they don't even have a fucking skate shop in their hometown or whatever like and maybe they only have zoomies and so they can't really get a low card magazine in there so that's that's also another reason why i feel it's good to have not only just photos but also like full-on articles like i've written a couple articles myself that have just been like only on the website and that way you know people can still kind of check our steeds and just like enjoy Look at something and enjoy it, and still like get inspired to go skate via the internet. That damn internet! Oh my God. <laughs> like, get off my lawn, internet! <laughs> Seriously, we're gonna like just through this learning process of the podcast. Like, we could have a whole podcast just about skateboarding and the fucking internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah, keep, yeah, we keep coming back to it, even on topics too, where we have like no used to come back to this topic we still somehow always come back to this topic because i mean in the grand scheme of skating the internet has just moved it in directions that i don't think we ever saw coming right like i think back to i'll watch 411 every now and then like old ones and you'll see ads for like weird skate websites from 1998 where it's like all the hot brands or like something like that and like it'll list like 20 brands that you can buy their gear from this random amazon.com of skateboarding that was relevant in 1998 and i'm just like wow like those dudes little did they know yeah they should have stuck around they might have been able to make it work <laughs> the friendster of skate skate yeah shops. exactly <laughs> that's a more accurate comparison right there um as we're nearing the end though and you know we've touched on so many good things that like i actually wanted to get your guys intake on so thank you for that um but as we leave like other than running this not necessarily until the day that you die but <laughs> what, what are your goals with like moving this thing forward because it doesn't seem to be a, a real end in sight like you guys got something great going here and you have a a good cult following and sometimes like that's really all you need like it's the reason why people are still doing live renditions of rocky horror picture show all around the country so you're able to maintain a core audience and keep this integrity. So yeah, moving forward, 
where where's this all going so my goal is to just get back on track with getting the issues back out on uh on a timely manner where it's like you know where we meet up basically our deadlines of having the mag out when it needs to be out just um and just basically just having enough income to be comfortable enough to be able to go out there and do more stuff you know get out there and do more events with the shops and and that's the stuff that that i think makes us who we are in a lot of ways is like we'll show up to you know shops in the middle of you know ohio you know and just like do something with them or like wherever you know we do a, we do a few big events like I do one in Maine where I'm from. Every summer I do Rob. I didn't name it Rob Stock. I would never name an event after myself. Like, it's Rob Stock. All right, all right. It's Rob Stock. All right, I get it. I get it. But anyways, I do that every summer. It's a weekend in Maine where on my land we have ramps and bands and everyone just gets together and barbecues, swims, and skates. And it's just well, that's that's what skating's all about. It's, my goal is just to have more money to do the free the things that we want to do like that. Like just go places and. And be like, all right, we're all skaters. Let's just have a good time here. And let's party and skate while we're here. Because we're not here forever, right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we do another big one in uh, New Mexico, the big meetup, where we go to Indian School Ditch and collab with a couple of the shops out there and get a bunch of people to bomb the ditch, which goes down a few miles, and go party and skate at some other stuff and just get some ton of people together from like Colorado, East Coast. A lot of people come out for that one. But anyways, my goal is to, A, get the mag out when it needs to be out like in a more timely manner be just be comfortable enough where we can just get uh, get on the road more and do more with with the people supporting us pouring back uh, more back in the, yeah. the community I would, another dream of mine would be to to go around the country and and be like ah we got some extra money let's 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 pour a little extra something here at this diy spot like go do a diy tour where you're actually like 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 given to the the, the scene you know what i mean yeah yeah where where um i love going to these places like harrison street diy was is amazing like going places like that like they've done so much there there's so much passion and so much community there it's, it's amazing and that's the stuff i'd like to be involved with and i think as a whole of low card we'd like to be involved in and just being more involved in the stuff where the skaters are really grunting away like making this shit happen you know that was like when we, when we did, we also did the mini meetup in Salt Lake City this year. We want to keep doing that every year because I heard again and again and again, like that was, it was so fun. We just all met at the, what, what town was that? Uh, Heber. In Heber at the skate park there. And it was such a sick skate park. We we're just like, everyone come out and skate. Like we're going to be there. We're going to be giving away prizes, like all this. And I heard again and again from, from, um, I've got this really great shop in Salt Lake City, Ranch. And, and Brad at Ranch, it's a record shop and a skate shop. Heaven. And yeah, no, it's amazing. It's such an incredible shop. If anyone's ever in Salt Lake City, yeah, go out there. It's so great. And then Crossroads in Ogden, which is another really great skate shop. It's an indoor skate park as well. But they they were saying again and again, like, no one ever comes to Salt Lake City. Like, no one comes to Utah. You know what I mean? Like, like people are whatever. Like, people are afraid of Mormons or whatever it is. But like, but they're just like, dude, like, and they're just so appreciative of that. And that's the kind of thing that, that I really like would like to help keep supporting. It's just like, tiny little bergs where just like there's rad fucking skating everywhere and it's just fun just kind of going out and just finding the stuff and just like helping helping do stuff for people that wouldn't wouldn't necessarily have like whoever going there and putting on crazy x games contests or whatever 
to the Olympics. We, we appreciate that. Yeah, it sounds like real. you guys are pouring a lot, a lot back into uh, maybe the underserved parts of the country and just communities that, you know, maybe, uh, like you said, there's rad skating everywhere. And just in our community and our uh, media world, so much gets like, redone over and over so it's it's cool to see uh you guys feeding more into the other side i guess yeah so you heard it here first kids just fucking go find those weird spots to skate and subscribe to fucking low card (laughs) that's all you need to do (laughs) 